The following program is a production of All The Way Live Entertainment. This show is sponsored by APCW Wrestling Academy. Learn wrestling from WWE Hall of Famer Robert Gibson. If you're interested in becoming a professional wrestler, contact them at 770-871-5417 or online at apcwdouglasville at gmail.com. Also, buy a collar and elbow brand. Save 10% on your next purchase by using our discount code WPNRussell. That's WPNRussell at checkout and get a discount on great collar and elbow products. You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Championship. I was going to say tonight, but today I have one of the true standouts in the world of women's wrestling. She's been a multiple-time champion all over the place. Held women's tag team titles, helped put the spotlight on the women's tag teams long before the WWE decided to uh, remake the tag team titles for their own purposes. She's been an intergender icon, and I even got the chance to call one of those matches. I'm proud of that. Uh, she's, she was a competitor in the Mae Young Classic, a dancer, a vegan warrior, a princess, and everything in between. But most importantly, she's a wrestler. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, the incredible Kimberly. Hello. <laughs> now, did, did I cover everything? Was that a... <laughs> you did. That was a great intro. <laughs> Couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> well, you know, coming from a wrestler, that's uh, high praise. Because normally, you <laughs> very good at talking yourselves up. <laughs> we are pretty good at it. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, you know, I, I guess that just comes with the territory. That's 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 part of the process. Got got to be a uh, a little self indulged that on occasion. I, I, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. It's part of the gig. <laughs> and, you know, I, I want to say this before I get into my questions. The last time I saw you, and I, I did catch you briefly when you were making the rounds in Atlanta. I believe you were flipping off the crowd as a uh, part of the hierarchy at that point. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Terrible. Well, why would you do such a thing? How, how on earth could you be talked into? You seem like such a sweet young lady. <laughs> you know, sometimes appearances are just that. You don't know what's underneath there. No, I'm kidding. I really am a nice person. But <laughs> okay. uh, All right. Well, you know, for, for those that are asking, you can go scan through the archives. I cannot remember the actual episode number i wish i'd written it down silly me for not doing it but it's in there <laughs> there's a <laughs> princess kimberly versus ashton star in a mixed tag match so feel free to check that out at your whim so we're now going to go into uh, a little bit of your history and then we're going to try to round this thing on out to present day uh, for those that aren't aware well first off why wrestling I mean, because, you know, you seem like a, a fairly talented young lady. I listed off dancer in there. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's a, a pretty far, well, maybe not a far cry, but you could be out there 
dancing somewhere on somebody's stage <laughs> yeah. or, you know, something like that. Well, you'd be yeah, but you'd be surprised how similar the two worlds are, actually. But um, So how it all kind of started for me, uh, wrestling was something that I was always intrigued by, even as a little kid. But um, uh, growing up, I was really young during the Attitude Era. And so my mom was like, absolutely not. You're not watching that. And I can understand why. Um, but I was still always just intrigued by it. And I would sneak off to some friends' houses and they would be allowed to watch it. So I would still catch wrestling here and there. Um, but n no real idea how one would become a wrestler uh, at all. And at some point, I... Um, kind of fell off from being a fan and didn't really watch it just because it wasn't something that was allowed in my house from a young age. So it just kind of disappeared for a while. And uh, then fast forward to me turning 18 and I moved to Philadelphia to go to the University of Arts for dance um, uh, because dancing is what I had done my whole life. I grew up a ballerina and um, moved on into other forms of dance and that's what I thought I was going to do. Um, but when I was uh, doing that and going to school, I got a job in a haunted house, which was called Fright Factory, that uh, I met a lot of, you know, outside Philadelphia people through that. And it just so happened that this haunted house is placed right behind the ECW arena in Philly. So some of the people I met were slurs and uh it just kind of worked out that a friend of mine who i'm still dear friends with to this day uh took me to a wrestling show and i uh, ended up through uh going to shows uh you know meeting my trainer drew gulak and starting to talk about training and it was something that i was like this would be i kind of want to do this like and give it a shot and just remembering how much I loved it when I was really young. And uh, I went for it and fast forward to a month shy of 10 years later. And here we are. <laughs> 10 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hadn't even thought about that. I've actually been yeah. doing it that long. Uh, yeah, this is the decade year. It's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> to think about that. <laughs> well, how does it feel for the, just, just now that you say that, uh, I ask this question every once in a while for, for some people who I've known who've kind of come in as a rookie, but all of a sudden they turn around and, and they're the veteran of the locker room. Uh, the, uh, one I would point out in particular is Aja Pereira. I, you know, she, I, I was mm -hmm. videoing her when she which was pretty much just kind of starting out. Now she she's kind of like a locker room vet. So I, how weird is that for you when you mm – -hmm. You go in as like, oh I, my god, it's Kimberly. <laughs> yeah, it's. I still don't like. It's weird because I don't think of myself like that. Still, I still think because I feel like with wrestling or any sort of, I call it an art form. That's what I always call wrestling. Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like with any sort of art form or performance, anything like that, um, you just always have so much to learn and you never stop learning. And so I still don't think of myself as a veteran because I still have so much to learn myself. But uh, there's been like moments where I see the girls turn to me and look to me for advice and stuff. And it's, it's crazy. And I give it if you ask, but uh, it, it's just a crazy feeling that like, I don't, I don't know when that switch flipped, but it did. And I, <laughs> I, I try to handle it. <laughs> 
Now look, you, you're gonna have to accept that. Now I know, I know that's weird. <laughs> you're gonna have to accept that you you are the, the vet now. Well, and what I went to school for was dance education is what my degree is in. And so, you know, teaching is always something I've wanted to do and be a part of and like uh, putting this out there into the universe, something I haven't done and I really want to do more of is helping teach wrestling in any way I can. I haven't really gotten any opportunities to do seminars or anything like that. And I would really like to if anybody wants to bring me in for one hint hint nudge nudge <laughs> <laughs> I, I, are you kidding I, i'm sure <laughs> well first off have you made that known before now because it might have been it might just be a, a case of you haven't made it known have you made I don't it known know. before I now that. i haven't been the most vocal about it i will say that i've said it I feel like on another podcast once, but that's really the extent of it. So I should probably myself do more work into being vocal about that too. You know, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and make the prediction now that before the end of 2019, there will be a Kimberly uh, seminar for young lady wrestlers. I don't know if you and, want to see. and young men wrestlers. Oh. I don't discriminate. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So there we go. You know, for 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 young wrestlers in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you might need to work that out. Yeah, I think uh, we do. <laughs> I, I'm sure there are several uh, promotions or sites that would be love to have you come in and and uh, teach a class and let them know how you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, it would be an awesome opportunity just to give back too. You know. <laughs> uh, well, how, how sweet are you? So you gave up dance for this the crazy world of, of pro wrestling. <laughs> I wouldn't say gave up dance. I don't think that ever is really going to leave me. Um, there's plenty of times where I still, like, if I'm by myself, I put on music and I just start moving. Like, I, I don't think that's part of me that will ever go away. And I still even occasionally will look up and go take a class here or there. There's a couple clips on my Instagram of when I've taken some hip-hop classes in the last year or so. But, I uh, see yes. Yeah, and, uh, um, and so I, I guess it's still a big part of me. It's just with going to college and just, it just with, like it's with wrestling and stuff too, uh, dance is such a difficult world to be a part of in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performance side in that art form became something that it wasn't for me, I would say. That's why I ended up with the education degree instead of a performance degree. Um, but it, I think it also has to do with finding wrestling. Because I started my training when I was a sophomore in college, so I was going to school at the same time then. Uh, and I wrestling just kind of took over. <laughs> it just it became this, Thing that I was completely obsessed with, and I didn't want to do anything else. Okay, so wrestling just uh, took the majority share of your creative juices for a while, but dancing yeah. is still there. That that that's fair to oh, say. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. So and the, I mean, I've got that hundred thousand dollar piece of paper hanging on my wall. So <laughs> my degree, I got my bachelor's. It's there. I I've even thought about um, potentially going back to school for dance and movement therapy, um, similar to music therapy or anything like that. Um, a little lesser known form of therapy, though. I'd get a master's in MFA. So we'll see. Maybe. Maybe okay. down the line. <laughs> so 
is let's just uh, create a hypothetical here, you know, and then I'll jump back on the wrestling. If you were approached to perform on stage for somebody, I don't know, you took hip hop classes, they, you know, they, they may like your look and say, hey, I want her as one of my background dancers or something like that. Is that something that you would seriously consider? Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. Just to say I got to do that, you know, like, <laughs> um, that would be crazy. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm up to that level anymore, but, yeah, that would be wild. Anymore? What are you talking <laughs> You make it sound like you do. Oh, hard, man. <laughs> back in my day. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. I've been wrestling 10 years. I've been uh, dancing because, I mean, dance, like, yeah, I still go take classes. So I'll say I'm still dancing actively for almost 27 years. So, Well, then that, that right there says it. <laughs> Yeah. She's ready. I'm, I'm going to put that out into the universe, too. Kimberly needs to be on somebody's stage dancing, you know, a hip-hop <laughs> show somewhere. So. Well, I mean, I have danced in wrestling rings. It has happened. So <laughs> That I did see. I, I saw you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very uh, buried down in there somewhere. But I beat. He's going to kill me for this because <laughs> I still hold on to it. And this was like seven years ago. But I beat ACH in a dance-off one time at AIW Wrestling. And I also <laughs> did a dance-off with Shane Strickland in England for Fight Club Pro 1. So they're out there. <laughs> ah, well, the, the one that I recall is yourself and uh, the former Lovelace. I guess I'm saying it right. Heidi, we'll just go with that. Uh <laughs> There, there was uh she had the kind of Rosie the Riveter look happening there, and I think he was oh, yeah, doing the, the whole Roaring Twenties dig. Yes, well, because I'm a flapper there, so I definitely dance. I, um, yes, at uh, old wrestling, I am a flapper girl. That's so. it. See, there we go. Look, I jogged your memory and brought something back that even you had kind of logged away. Ah, oh, that was such a cool experience because uh. I uh, won the match, and once I won the match, a legitimate Model T Ford drove into the building, and I jumped in the back, kicking my feet the whole way, and got driven out of the venue. It was the coolest thing ever. Oh gosh, what did they find? A Model T. <laughs> right, yeah, like Model T Ford, the original. <laughs> All right, well, bravo to who, whatever promotion that was. That's... It's old wrestling, Old O-L-T-E. wrestling. and it, they run pretty... Uh, every couple of months throughout the year, they put on shows. Uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, I'm really bad with my schedule, but I believe I will be back there in August. Okay. Well, then they but must yes, be I living up to the name. Soon, so. if, yes. if they call themselves Old Wrestling and they produce the Model T, they clearly live up to the name. Oh, yeah. yeah it's all old stuff. So- everything is 20s themed. So there's Prohibition. It's... It's a whole, and what? it's great. It's great. You're really immersed into the to the world when you go there. <laughs> I mean, the booze is is illegal there. Oh no. Well, no, they don't. But there's, um, you know, there's like they have the jailbirds who are the drunks, and then they have the prohibition cops who like they is a big feud. <laughs> ah, okay. Ah, I got gotcha. yeah, so. <laughs> you. know, I'm starting to think that uh, you know, you may have another skill kind of wrapped up in there somewhere. Acting, I mean, performing clearly is is in your blood. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, just 
just off the real fear. Have you ever thought about, hey, you know what? I think I'd like to do a movie. Uh, you know, I have <laughs> random, but uh, I've always I've I always random stuff. Being like a, <laughs> no, I like that. I like that interviews aren't like the same five questions every time. This is fun. But uh, <laughs> I've random like bucket list item I have is I want to be in a horror film. And I want to oh. die in a horror film. <laughs> what? What? I, I, well, I don't know, because I don't know. I, I think it'd be cool to have like this crazy death scene in the movie. And I don't know. Zombie movie, I would always have also kind of wanted to be a zombie in a zombie movie. At one point, I thought about auditioning to be on The Walking Dead. So. Well, come on down. It's right, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> right, it is in Atlanta. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you should come on down and be a zombie. You know, I'm going to pair you off with uh, Lindsay Snow because she has this super duper weird movie that she, <laughs> she's a, a fan of. Uh, and we talked about that at length on, on several occasions. It's so weird, in fact, that I cannot sit past the trailer. So, Tokyo Gore what Police. Movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know that one. Well, I, I would just say this. I don't, I don't know what your uh, threshold for, for gore and just weird stuff happens to be. But if you're like me, the trailer might be just more than you can. <laughs> I don't know. Mine's pretty high. I did work in a haunted house as well. Maybe uh, this is why I want to be like a crazy, I don't know. I've never wanted to be like the heroine or something in that, like, of that kind of a movie. I've always wanted to be like the evil monster. <laughs> Well, well, when I finally get the money to shoot that big zombie movie, that that low budget zombie movie, you you'll be one of the people I I'm gonna email you and say I got it. Perfect. I will, I will write a role specifically for you and say, and she gets bit and turns into a zombie. Page three. Perfect. We have not talked about wrestling at all. Not at all. I'm sorry, people out there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Mr. Green has steered off of the, the, the given path, but okay, I'm going to bring it back around here. I'll get right. to the random stuff later. <laughs> All right. Uh, what, I, now i got to look up the questions. i got to see where I was. Uh, <laughs> what do you remember about women's wrestling uncensored? Uh, not much. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Moving uh, on. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, uh... <laughs> That that might not be good for the. <laughs> yeah, you might be pulling from when I. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, you know, make anybody feel bad. It's like she didn't remember us. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> I, I, Mr. Green will take the hit on that. I must have typed it up wrong. Uh, so there we go. Are you thinking? Are you thinking WSU Women Superstars Uncensored? You know what? That might be what I'm thinking about. Thank you. Okay. Kimberly Which for is, the save. Yeah. Okay, because I was like. I was like, WWU, I don't know that one, but, uh, yeah, no, WSU, uh, I, that was one, one of the first, uh, women's companies that really gave me an opportunity, honestly. Um, I, yeah, it was the first major women's company that I worked for, and, uh, I got to, that's where I started to tag with Annie Social. Is this what you were thinking about? <laughs> yes, there we go. Okay, and, and so that, it was WSU. Team. Okay. That, that um, was a interesting team name that you guys were using, Chicks Using Nasty Tactics. I'm sure the you people know, could put it the... Was, we were stuck between that and T 
two woman attack team. You can put that one together yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now I, I have to partner. ask. Why? why? Attack partner, antisocial at all. Oh. It was an inside joke between the two of us, and uh, it, our friend that uh, I don't know if you remember Eric C. Jones. He was a wrestler. Um, I don't know if he's active anymore, but back then he was, and he actually like came up with that name and, uh, it just honestly made us laugh hysterically. And so that's why we went with it. Um, but yeah, Annie, Annie's one of like my mentors from the beginning. I love her to death and she's the best. And I really treasure our time that we got to tag together and, uh, be champions together too. All right, and uh, at that, I'm going to assume this is what year, maybe one or two for you at that point. Uh, well, it, I see. I trained for two years before I ever got to have a match, so it would have been like three or four. Okay. <laughs> technically, but two or one or two active, yes. Okay, one or two active. So, because I I remember looking at the the photo, I was like, man, that's a like a completely different look and vibe. Uh, yeah, I've changed a lot. <laughs> nothing close to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Somewhere along the line, you picked up uh, royalty. Yes, I did. Um, and that came from Chikara is where the royalty began um, and where the princess was born. Okay. Um, but just to, to go back one step into WSU, thank you for uh, making sure that I got the name right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a picture with you and, and Annie where you have a huge knot on your forehead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, with wrestling comes rest. And, uh, I believe that was when we won the titles back from the juicy product was that match. And, uh, you know, just accidents happen. I'm pretty sure there's blood all over my face too. And it wasn't the first time, nor was it the last time that that's happened to me. And, you know, it just, it can happen sometimes. I haven't, knock on wood, broken my nose yet, but um, usually, like, what happens in that situation is I wrestle with my nose ring in, and sometimes it'll cut the inside of my nose, and here we are. But, um, you know, it, it happens. It's it's part of a risk you take, and I was fine. <laughs> Part of the business. Well, you know, we, we have yep. to point out those things that it's not all fun and games, you know. No. Um, one of the things I like to always say about wrestling is none of it is fake. I hate when people say, oh, wrestling's just fake. No, everything we do is absolutely real. And that's just the truth. And accidents happen. <laughs> well, yes, uh, my son trains because there's a kids class with uh, Mr. Robert Gibson here in, in Douglasville. And uh, okay. he he informed me. <laughs> well, first off, I don't know if you've ever seen the, uh, uh, gosh, uh, why is it on the tip of my tip? That WCW movie. I can't even think of it now. Why? Why can't I think of this movie? It's a WCW movie and Ready to Rumble. Thank you. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You've seen that movie before? Uh, I have. It's been a long time, but well, I have seen it. <laughs> so well, remembering details, I don't know. But. Well, no, you, you probably don't have to remember the details, but there was an old trainer in there that he would just pop up out of nowhere, hey, you want to wrestle that that guy? Uh, okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Robert Gibson is very much like him. <laughs> where, where you could just be walking by and he'll just, hey, let me show you something. And before you know oh, it, he'll oh. lock you in an arm bog or something like that. I mean, he, he was, I say all of that to say his description of wrestling is as such like, I can do what guys in MMA do. I just don't go the extra mile. Exactly. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. That so that's it. I wanted to give credit to the uh, the right person. Now. So that was that was him, and I've seen him do it. I mean, he he'd take a students like, all right, I want you to try to move me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and can't do it. <laughs> Even at this stage of his life, he's like he will turn somebody inside out. Mm-hmm. So that's a quick plug for him. <laughs> <laughs> and now getting back to where I was, your tattoo on your left arm. What does it say, and is there any significant meaning to it? Uh, yes, all of my tattoos have a lot of meaning, actually. Um, but that one says, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always. And it's um, it's a children's book that's called I'll Love You Forever that my mom read to me when I was a kid. And my mom, in the same place on her arm, has, as long as I'm living, my baby will be, which is the second half of that phrase. So when we stack our arms, you have the whole phrase from the book that she read me when I was a child. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, well, that's yeah, sweet. that's kind of my tribute to her. Okay. Cool deal. And we did them together. I got a cool mom, so. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I don't know if I should ask about any other tattoos. I mean, but I mean. Clearly. If there's any other ones you're curious about, I've got stories. So. Well, I mean, I, that one specifically, I was like, I can't. Read it. it was a picture. I was like, I can't read it. I don't know, know what yeah. this is. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I, I got that in. Uh, we talked about one tag team, so now we have to talk about another, the Kimber Bombs. Yes. How did that team come about? Um, it was honestly kind of a random pairing at my first ever Shimmer. Uh, they had a spot open for me to tag with Cherry Bomb, and I did, and it was, um, you know, just kind of magic at first team, and uh, we stuck together and ended up kind of conquering tag team wrestling for women for a while, and it was pretty awesome. At one point, uh, we were both Shine and Shimmer Tag Team Champions at the same time, and I also had the WSU Tag Team Championship at the same time with Annie Social. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only woman ever to do that, I hold all three at once. And then Laura and I were the only women to ever hold those two at once. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I mean, considering that those companies are basically the recognized uh, triple crown, if you will, for women's wrestling. I mean, as mm-hmm. a standard, of course, there, there's many, you know, I don't want to, a slight any all female promotions that's across the country, but just on the on the stake of uh, the the lineage, the amount of talent that's gone through and whatnot, WSU Shimmer Shine they have pretty much pretty well covered the gambit. Yeah, I think absolutely. That's fair to say. So, so I mean, I guess you have uh, no, you already got Shine. Does, does Rise have a tag team division? That, I was gonna say, I guess uh, you yes, got one more to, uh, to conquer here. Rise- Yeah, well, I mean, I'm kind of singles wrestler now. Rise didn't uh, really come around until I was gone. Um, So I'm 
once I uh, was released and came back, I've really just kind of been a singles wrestler at the moment. Um, but you never know. I've been tagging with a uh, hot scoop Skyler here and there. and I feel like we gel really well together. So that could be a thing. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that just to, to uh, complete the set, yeah, I would like to. One more that that needs to, to happen. I mean, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you're a completionist, that is. Yes. Well, and I would say WWR too, but they don't have titles, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I will say I think my first exposure uh, to the Kemper Bombs was Shine 26. That was uh, Kemper Bombs versus G3. And mm. That was fun to watch. Yeah, but I but I like champion versus of... champion matches. So you know that that's, yeah, that's that was an awesome example. one. And, you know, uh, the landscape of wrestling seemingly has changed drastically in uh, the last two or three years. We'll say since 2015. Uh, as somebody that's on the inside of the business, you know, what, what's your impressions of being an independent wrestler in 2019? Um. You know, there's just so much opportunity for everyone everywhere right now. I feel like wrestling has been on the rise, and it's just a good time to be a wrestler, period, whether you're anywhere. Like, there's there's just a lot more places, and especially for the women. Like, we're getting a lot more recognition, too, and that's really cool. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know... Um how far back your memory goes like my like i guess my first time actively watching independent wrestling probably was ooh let's see 2000 2001 i think there was there, there was a website called glory girl wrestling mhm and that was the the first time i saw people like mercedes and cindy rogers and uh who would go on to become gail kim i, I forget what name she was working at lafalina she was working under that at the time but clearly there wasn't a lot of places to go. You know, mm-hmm. there, there might have been, once TNA started doing a women's division, then it became some place. But that was one of hundreds across the country. But now you, you got so much. I mean, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's just awesome. And like even the companies that were male driven, a lot of them are opening up and have putting the females in, too. And that's really cool and more opportunities. Well, you know, being that you're uh, one of the intergender icons, I guess it doesn't matter where you go. You know? <laughs> yes, I like wrestling anywhere, anytime, any person. <laughs> <laughs> no preferences at all. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, I'd rather be in the ring with a guy or girl. I mean, it, it's just whoever. I mean, they, they intergender for me is very near and dear to my heart just because it's something that I advocate for so strongly, but I like to say I just want to wrestle wrestlers because that's what I want to be seen as. I don't want to be judged based on my chromosomes, like, you know? <laughs> Indeed. Have you set goals for yourself uh, since returning to the independence? It has, was, it, was it just like, oh, just one day at a time? You know, for me, it's I'm. I just want to wrestle for as long as I can, um, as this is a feasible thing, uh, and continue to have fun and see where I can go from here. You know, I want to travel more. I want to um, a country I'd really like to go to is Australia. That's on my bucket list. Um, I want to go back to Europe. 
you know, just and keep having fun and doing this thing that I love. <laughs> well, I, I certainly don't see any reason why you should stop. I think you'll uh, go as long as you choose to go. Uh, if there has been a wrestling fan that has been under a rock and uh, they don't know who Kimberly <laughs> is, I mean, you know, by description, like if you had, if you were introduced to somebody who had no idea and, and you had to describe Kimberly, how would you describe that or her? I know I'm uh, speaking in third person here, but yes. Yes. Uh, I would say that Kimberly is somebody who doesn't let other people put her down based on anything. Uh, no matter what your take on me is, I'm going to continue to think of myself as the crown jewel that I am. Um, and everybody should think of themselves that way. And we also should look at ourselves as being able to save ourselves and don't just don't look at yourself as lesser because you're a woman or for any reason for that matter and fight for what you believe in. Yay. All right. <laughs> if that's not a baby face uh, promo there, I don't know what it is. <laughs> See, I still have a hard time seeing you as heel, Kimber. I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I, I know you told me not to take appearances, you know, lightly, but you sound like such a good person. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is something that you want to go into. If you don't, I, I, I totally get it. But on your Instagram in October of 2017, October 16th to be specific, you posted Me Too, which, of course, at that time, what has now become the Me Too movement has, you know, uh, was taking place. So I'm assuming that you have dealt with a similar incident. I mean, not to be a, a downer here, but if, is there a, anything that you would like to share about it or talk about or um, just kind of, you know, shuffle it off or whatever? You know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but for me, it's just a situation where I think every woman at some point has experienced we all like the cat calling and I bartend and waitress and just like I've had some horrible things said to me being in those situations and like uh, just having to learn how to like it's like one in five women are raped like it's the statistics are scary and like it's just something where I think at some point all of us have experienced it on some level I'm not going to go into detail of what level mine is because I'm not at a point in my life where I'm ready to do that but uh, and that's something that shouldn't be you know what I mean like we shouldn't I shouldn't go to work and wonder like oh who's gonna like try to grab my ass today while I'm walking by observant. you know like it's just and so I feel like at that time when that was happening it was also just a way for all of us to stand together and say it's happened to me too okay fair, fair enough I mean uh, and again I certainly don't want you to have to talk about anything that you're uncomfortable with so I just felt yeah, like no. I should ask, but uh, we will, we will move on. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and like I said, and and folks, 
Now, Mr. Green, sorry for being a downer here. You know, I didn't, I didn't mean to bring it. We were, we were no, high no. energy there for a second, but, you know. <laughs> but I'll bring it back up with this one right here. So uh, I can <laughs> only imagine, um, and this is my impression of you, being that I and I think several other people kind of view you as one of the top tier uh, ladies out on the circuit right now. That you've been approached by multiple uh, independent companies and perhaps uh, some larger ones, such as a Ring of Honor or Impact, you know, maybe. Uh, has that offer ever been extended to you uh, for any of these companies? Uh, the, I, the answer is no. Um, I'm right now just there's nothing on the table other than me being independent. Am I completely open to signing something and looking into a contract? Absolutely. But, uh, it's just a matter of timing. And if, if it's going to happen, it'll happen when it's supposed to. And so as of right now, I'm still a free agent. <laughs> free agency is good. Have you yep. seen wow since this uh, I, rebirth? Uh, I have seen bits and pieces, mostly uh, just the clips and stuff I can see online. I don't, cable is not a thing I have, nor would I it be worth it if I paid for it, because again, 30-hour work week on top of wrestling. But um, I do catch what I can when I can, and it looks pretty good from what I've seen. <laughs> it does, and uh, I guess I... I I don't know if I should say this and, and <laughs> draw attention to somebody's YouTube channel, but so I'll, I'll leave the name out. Other than to say this, the entirety of the show isn't there, but there are matches that are available. Like every match that WoW has produced in this season is available to be seen. I'll put it. I'll put it that way. You may not get the vignettes and storylines necessarily between all that, but. This particular person and his channel, I assume it's a he, uh, has all the matches available for yourself and whoever's out there listening. So there you have it. Mm -hmm. If you do not have access to Access TV, which I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know that's kind of a weird statement. but uh, uh, Which I didn't, but I, I I had to do my review, so I got a hold of Sling and started watching. But I asked that to ask this. It is minutely different than your ring of honor slash women of honors and the knockouts division and some of these other places in only in that they're a lot more character driven and is more kind of more of a TV show than, than it is a wrestler promotion. But at the same time, they have reached out to a lot of indie wrestlers as of late to kind of fill the roster. If you were approached by them and I mean, they probably would, Asked, at least would you be willing to take a character would that be something that you would consider also um yeah it would i'm not um i'm not un like unfamiliar with doing character work like i said i play a flapper girl i'm the princess <laughs> at takara you know um i'm i'm i like doing that kind of thing as well i think it's part it's taking another aspect that's a part of me and bringing that out and making it the biggest part when I get to perform. And, of course, I would be totally open to doing something like that. Cool. David McClain, jump on it. I'm like, hey, what about, like, my dancing stuff? What if I, like, came in there and did that? I've never had a dancing character in wrestling. 
I've but, always wanted to. But, <laughs> but who would you be? Hmm. Now that that would be the question. <laughs> you know, yeah. because I'm assuming that if you're going to be at the dancing girl, you can't go as Kimberly. You got to be. You got to be somebody different. Yeah. You know, you, you have to see. That would be something to brainstorm with the creators. You know. <laughs> Well, you know that, that their names are—I'm not going to say they're simple. That, that that would be insulting to them, but they're, they're usually pretty easy to fire, fury, chainsaw, spike. You know, other than that, I mean, other than like Princess Aussie, I think most, most of them are basically pretty simple names to kind of produce. I I think you could probably yeah. just come up with something. You you may just need to send something out to David McLean and Wild Offices right now because I mean. You as a dance, as the dancing girl of the show, is a shoe in. Maybe that mm-hmm. came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't think about that until it, it just left my mouth. I was like, mm, that's <laughs> that didn't sound right. Oh, trust but you got me. It. Like, uh, you gotta understand. I grew up with like, hey, what is your career? Oh, I'm a dancer. Do you know how many weird looks you get when you say that at first? I gotta be like, no, 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 no. some kind of you know cartoony name or you know something along those lines so you know that's that's the best i come with off the top of my head i mean you know don't don't crucify me no 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 no. okay Uh, i've sidetracked again so yes let let me rope it back around uh when did this happen 2017 i along with several other news outlets reported that the signing of yourself andrea James, Heidi Lovelace, Julia Ho, all being picked up by, well, relatively at the same time. I don't know if it was all at the same time, but relatively close. Uh, was this a case of them reaching out to you, you reaching out to them? Can, can you expound on how that came about? Um, I mean, I was uh, reached out to go down for a tryout, and so I went to... Um, the tryout process that everybody goes through, and uh, from that, I got my email that said they wanted to find me, and so it was just kind of the process you hear most people go through. It wasn't anything. I mean, I had my recruit page filled out, and I had kept that updated. Um, I know, I believe recently-ish, within the last year or two, it's changed a little bit how that page works, Mm -hmm. but I know there is still that system, some form of that system around. Um, 
And yeah, I just it, that's how it happened. <laughs> Oh, okay, so it wasn't just the the, uh, the magical story. You personally got the call from Vince McMahon. Hey, I want you on my show. Yeah. No, it wasn't one of those. Well, I know it just, it just sounded good, though, didn't it? You know? Yeah. Uh, can you talk about what the, a day was like as a NXT signee or NXT star? Um, I mean, it just you train every day and just train and train every day, promo classes, you know, just working on your craft and that's what you do and it's what you're focused on pretty much 24-7 and uh, shows pretty much every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Some people travel, some people don't and, uh, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to put your body through but if it's what you want to do for the rest of your life and it's something you're passionate about, you're willing to train and put that time in. So. Uh, I once heard NXT described as uh, how, how did he put it? It was the WWE in an independent package. I guess that that's not a terrible way to put it. I mean, because you know we um, for our like road shows and stuff, we get there early, we set up the ring. Like, there's no crew to do it other than us, and you know um, it. That would be something I think that definitely comes from the independent um, is, you know, when you're new, you pay your dues and you set up the ring and you get there early. And it's kind of the same thing when you're doing those um, shows for uh, the because you got to there's people coming in who have no experience with wrestling at all. And so they got to get, you know, learn how to be in front of a crowd like that. And those are kind of what those road shows are for. Okay, and uh, two things out of that statement. One, the, the road shows. Oftentimes, you see pictures get released, and they they look that the venues are, are way different than what people would associate with. Uh, I guess particularly NXT now, because most often they see the televised version of it. they see it at uh, uh, full sale, and they see the takeover shows, which are vastly bigger. But the the photos that release again don't look all that much different than, say, an indie show. They really aren't, other than the fact that we bring in lighting rigs and really good sound equipment. Like, um, you know, like, uh, it's really not much different, like, other than, like, the money probably that they have to throw at set pieces, but it's us bringing the ring in, setting it up, setting up all that sound and lighting equipment, setting up the chairs and it's a lot of like different you know gymnasiums in like a recreational center that you would find yourself wrestling at on the independence too so they they really are trying to give their version of that experience it's not a bad way to describe it at all i am so glad that you said that Mm -hmm. (laughs) well and and i say that because that you know and again not going to call any names or anything like that um there are some that feel that once the magic NXT pill is taken, I won't have to do this stuff anymore. No, that's not the case at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, well, you're it, still going to set up a ring. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> Everyone does it. Everyone from the people up at the top to the people who just got there. Everyone helps. But it, it goes fast because there's like 90 of you. <laughs> Oh, so a little bit different. I mean, I, I know uh, at least on the, the 
independent shows here that I cover. This, it, clearly, there's not 90 people on, on any given no, show. No, no, no. That's <laughs> the one thing that they, like, you're homegrown from there that you never have to do is to set up the ring with two people day. I've done that. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> But but still, I, I'm glad that you're able to give a, a firsthand account because again, uh, there are some out there that have a I don't know a, a misinterpretation of what they might get if you know mm-hmm. if they they make it there and I shouldn't have to say it. I mean I'm I'm sure you've seen it where I mean it, yeah you're gonna see that kind of anywhere but you know it's just. Be ready to work hard because they're not bringing you down there to give you an easy route. You still have to be committed and you still have to be willing to bust your ass. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, I, I am going to deviate from my next set of questions because I want to ask you as a worker of 10 years, properly trained and everything else, because here's is another situation that I've come across as, as reporting this type of stuff. Um, there are a few uh, young ladies who have openly admitted that they have not been trained at all. Uh, and yet and still get booked on shows, probably to the dismay of the person that they're working with. My question to you here is, in this case like that, what do you do? Because on, on the one hand, Let's let's take you for example. You, you're well rounded. You've done this for a while. You could probably carry somebody who hasn't had any training to a decent enough match. But do you feel like if you do that, I am now enabling this person to go get the next gig because I've made them look good? But um, oh, that's a tough one. Just because um. You know, every here's here's my take on somebody not getting training. Every time we go into a wrestling ring, I'm saying, here is my body so we can do this thing and make magic happen. I'm trusting you to protect me. And if you haven't put in the effort, taken the time, done what you need to do in order to be able to protect somebody, you're literally risking somebody's life, somebody's livelihood, somebody's everything. Because every every single one of us, every single time we step in that ring, are one injury away from never doing it again. And that's just the reality of any sort of physical sport. Um, and so for me, like, it's kind of blatant disrespect to all of us to not have had any proper training. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think that going to a reputable school and doing your research and uh, knowing that you're going to have good teachers is just something that needs to happen. Now, if I was in a situation where I was taken, I was on a show and I find out I'm wrestling somebody who's never had proper training, me, I'm already in that, like, I'm already there, I'm already in that situation. I know that with 10 years of experience, I can protect myself. So I could, like you said, have a match with this person, and I probably would because I'm, I have also made my prior commitment to this company, and I'm not going to not honor my commitments. That's what I do. I'm a professional. However, 
this person is going to get nothing where they have an opportunity to hurt me in this match because that's how I'm going to run it at that point. Um, and I think if you're, but like I said, I have 10 years of experience. I know how to do this. And I'm at a point in my wrestling career where I can tell somebody, no, you're not doing that. This is what we're going to do. And I'm also somebody who's comfortable enough to be like, I'll see you when we have to wrestle and walk away. So, but I know a lot of people aren't in that stage and I feel like you really need to think about it. And if you're somebody who's newer and you find this out and you're nervous and you're scared and you do not feel safe, do not do it. You can say no. You don't have to. Well, I, me saying like I want to honor my other commitments it's because I can. If you're somebody who's been wrestling for a hot cup of coffee and you don't feel like you can handle that situation, nobody is going to hold it against you who is properly trained. None of us would ever hold it against you that you walked away from that. You have to keep yourself safe, number one, period. And then I would probably yell at this person after the match and tell him to go get trained or never get in a wrestling ring again. <laughs> And you say you want to teach? I think you're doing you're doing some teaching right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just drop my microphone after that. Uh, that, that might be the moment. Just, just bam, just drop it. You know, maybe this should be Kimberly Masterclass. You might you might, you might need to just get you a camera and sit at home and just vent. It's like, hey, you don't need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that could work, you know. People would pay. Right. I'm just saying. Maybe. <laughs> Hi, Spots. What are you doing? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or am uh, I kidding? Uh, <laughs> see, listen to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, it could work. I'm, I'm in the, look, I, what's that? Idea number three? Bam. I mean, this, this is a... Uh, Quite a productive podcast, I must say. <laughs> Lisa, oh, uh, getting back to NXT, <laughs> See, <laughs> that might have been the third or fourth time I've also gone off the rails. But getting back to NXT, <laughs> uh, the May Young Classic. How did you hear that this was taking place? Uh, and did you have any knowledge about? We are picking you to win this thing or, you know, whatever the case would be. Um, no, we going into it, we had no idea what was going to happen. Um, uh, none of us really did at all. And, uh, um, I mean, we had like, I was already in a part of NXT when, uh, they started to talk about the fact that this woman's show was going to happen. So I just knew about it from being there. And, um, then at one point, Coach um, Coach Amato, Sarah, um, pulled us all a group of us aside and was just like, "Just so you know, you guys are all picked. You get to be part of the May Young Classic." And uh, I don't think they ever used the footage, but they filmed us like um, getting told it that for the first time, and it, it, it was just a crazy feeling. It was, you know, um, I had been there at this point for since January and summer was coming up and it was just a really cool thing to finally find out that you're going to get to be a part of something that's history making cool and don't worry about that lost footage i'm pretty sure when they released the uh may Young classic 10th anniversary set uh, 
decade from now, uh, all of that footage will be there. Oh, yeah. It'll still be there. Oh, of course. You know, they, they don't get rid of anything. They're smart nope. like that. I have to, I have to give them credit. <laughs> Keep those yeah. cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I might be overlooking an, another appearance on the show, but was that your first televised exposure in NXT, the, the classic, or did you appear on something uh, prior to that? That was the first major thing I did. Um, I had been on a couple. Um, I had appeared as Kimberly once before I was signed, and then I had appeared again against uh, Ruby Riot before she was Ruby Riot. Um, but uh, we, so I was on there a few times before the May Young. But Abby Lace was born until the May Young. Okay, and that was the next question. Where did that name come from? Uh, it was actually my choice, um, and there's a lot of meaning behind it. Ah. The way it the way it was spelled, Abby with the E Y. Um, it's all a rough translation from Gaelic words. I did chop them up a bit just to make it a little more name like, but um, it roughly the Abby translates. To Little Smith, and uh, Smith is my mom's maiden name, and it honors my grandfather, who uh, was a wrestler, not a professional wrestler, but he wrestled in high school and lettered all four years, and this was back when it was really hard to do that. Um, and so it kind of honored him, too, and then lace came from the word or lace, which is princess. So ah. I stuck it in there. <laughs> Well, you learn something new. Every, I certainly have. I learned something new now. So now anybody that's asked about why she got her name changed, she chose it, man. There you go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, wasn't forced upon her, I, I would imagine. Is there any particular reason that they just say, hey, you know what? We want to change your name. I should ask, was there any reason given? Uh, I mean, it's legal reasons. They want to be able to copyright your name and own the rights to the footage and everything. And Kimberly was all couldn't own that in my contract it was mine so oh smart yep very smart <laughs> yeah i like it okay so now that, that you've explained something else that people have gone on and complained about it's not just a case of we want to throw something at you but you protected yourself as well mm-hmm. in, a, in a business decision and that and that seems a, a genius move you know cover your cover yourself cover your bases Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, that's the thing. If I would have given up that name, I couldn't be that now. And you know, it, 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 it like I, a name is a name. Like if if that's gonna be the one thing that you're hung up on and you can't surpass that, then you're already kind of doomed in wrestling because you never know what's gonna get thrown at you. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, here's another little tidbit that, you know, lots of fans kind of feel as it relates to WWE. Does it seem as if, in your opinion, that they are stockpiling talent? Um. And I should say, and, and let me clarify, I don't, I don't mean that necessarily negatively, but there, there, there's a constant, we've just signed a bunch of people, you know, there, there, there's all, I want to say every, let's say every quarter or so, there's always that yeah, release and and not necessarily people that are wrestlers as you said earlier there's some people who have never done it at all and we're just we're mm-hmm. just signing does it does it feel I that way 
I feel like they're just always trying to look around and freshen the pot and see what they can find. I don't think it's stockpiling or anything. Other, They're just trying to keep everything fresh and keep their brand relevant and new, and that's bringing in fresh faces and seeing who's going to fit. Okay. That, that works. Uh, I'm trying to remember here. You were first round with uh, the, the alpha female, right? Yes. Okay, and I just I just bring that up to point out the fact that you two have had a rematch. Uh, I don't I don't know how recent that was. How long ago was that? Uh, was it? It was within the calendar year, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, okay, well uh, well I'm going to say within the last 365 days. I'm I'm assuming uh, the rematch between Kimberly. The alpha female did take place, albeit outside of a uh, NXT environment. Uh, just again, I want to point that out. And if anybody's out there that had, well, it was Powerbomb TV. This is no longer that. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, independent wrestling TV now. Thank you. <laughs> I was drawing another blank. So independent wrestling TV, you can find that match, which is a fun match. And, and uh, I guess we uh, turned around and got the win back. And uh, Alpha Female decided to be as cruel, as mean as she possibly could. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, was, it was it was fun to watch and all that good stuff. So I, I just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that I pointed a finger at that for anybody that was interested in uh, watching that. <clears throat> um, as we go into the, uh, the end portion of your NXT run, uh, Clearly, we, we all know now it's common knowledge you, you parted ways with the company. And we've heard some people mention, you know, they, they got the phone call or whatever the case may be. Uh, is, is there any light that you may want to shine in that scenario as to, you know, how it took place? Or, I mean, it, it just is what it is, whatever. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it, it is what it is, is what I'm going to say. I'm not, it wasn't a bad parting or anything like that. It's just a situation where the timing wasn't correct. Um, I'm still getting to do what I love. Would I go back? Yes. And you you just never know what's going to happen with this business. I don't think any door ever completely closes and you just never know. And as long as I'm so happy and doing what I love, then I'm content. Well, you sound very uh, content. <laughs> uh, years ago, uh, it, when I've heard people do that, it, there was some that lived and died by, I got to get back. Mm-hmm. I don't get that vibe from you. Like, it, I, I get it like, you know, hey, if, if, when, if the timing came up again and I had the opportunity to go back, that, that would be great, but it's not gnawing at your soul I don't, I don't get that impression it's not it's not going to completely ruin my life because i i think it comes from growing up in dance too i'm kind of a realist when it comes to these sort of things and i know what the percentage is to for like i'm not i'm not gonna say it could never happen and i don't say that i don't want it to happen but i'm also realistic in the fact that it might not and if it doesn't, 
I'm still accomplished. I've still done a lot for wrestling and that can never be taken away from me. And I wasn't, I wasn't released based on not having talent. I was released based on the timing for me to be there, not being correct. I can, I can buy that. I mean, listen, I think you just covered one of my, uh, Last, well, not not last, but one of the other things I wanted to say to you is, like, if if you were to stop wrestling right now, you've accomplished a lot. Uh, we we did cover that you kind of uh, one day at a time. I mean, I was going to ask if you had any other personal goals to hit, um, but it sounds as if as long as you're healthy and happy, you know, the, the old phrase that you're pretty much good to go. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I'm going to sidetrack again and say one other thing. When in Atlanta, go visit the Slutty Vegan. This is a free plug oh, for them. 1542. I need to. I've heard about it. <laughs> yeah, 1542, Ralph David Abernathy. Uh, the lines have been very long. Just, <laughs> so just, I have heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they just had to turn into like a parking lot party, party for a while there. Uh, so just kind of put that on. Anybody that's in Atlanta that's looking for it, they announce where their truck is going to be on location at 3 p.m. every day on Instagram. <laughs> uh, go on the uh, website, sluttyveganatl.com. That is just a free service announcement for them and for Kimber so she knows where she can go when she comes in town. If she chooses to do that again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I'd love to come back. It's time for Random Questions. This is the time of the interview where I go off into random questions. Now, in your particular case, I've done random questions quite a bit. I think uh, I, I went off track at some point <laughs> here just because, but uh, I'm officially going to go into random questions. This is the segment when I ask stuff that aren't necessarily wrestling related. So, Kimberly, are you ready? I'm ready. Hollywood makes a Kimberly movie. Who plays your part? Uh, everyone gives me this one, and my answer is always, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Okay, well, let's get No. Why was the Star oh, Wars solo actors movie? and actresses' name. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one alone. We'll, we'll say uh, to be announced. Yeah. TBA. That, that's, your, that's your answer from now on, is it? To, to be announced. Yeah. Uh, what's the talent that your general fan base is unaware that you have? Um, I can, hmm, I mean, dance, everyone's aware, but, uh, I can, I'm, I knit, I knit a lot of things, I can knit pretty much anything, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> why was the Star Wars solo movie crapped on by his fans? Uh, I don't know, I enjoyed it, <laughs> uh, it, I, it was hard, I don't know. Harrison Ford will forever be, I don't know. It was very hard to fill those shoes, I feel. Might be part of it. <laughs> well, you know, I, my answer is because Star Wars fans are like wrestling fans and some will never be happy. No, that's true. <laughs> I didn't think the move was bad, but I mean, you know, you got to take into account that it's Star Wars and they produce one one once a year. There, there's no uh, wait. Fans and they're spoiled. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Some Star Wars fans are just spoiled. Yes, they are. I know. I made some people mad right now. Yeah, okay. You can send me the email, mrgreen75 at hotmail.com. Yes, you can, you can hit me. <laughs> uh, Zombified Kimberly. Could that be a new gimmick at least once a year? 
Zombified Kimberly? Zombified Kimberly. You said that you wanted to play a zombie, so Zombified Kimberly. Could that be a new gimmick? I'd do it. <laughs> What's the best zombie movie ever made? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> like a, that, that brought you to a slow halt there. <laughs> the Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. That's, okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think. <laughs> How good was the movie The Black Swan? Uh, I really liked them taking it to a darker level. I mean, there's there's a lot of different variations of Swan Lake and how it goes. And uh, I mean, people don't you most of the time you get the kid friendly happy version where like dude gets girl back or dude runs off after the swan. But there was like the early versions like. No, like she dies and he commits suicide. Like it was a dark ballet in the beginning, so <laughs> I I liked it. I liked that they took that twist. <laughs> and it was a little well, I'm gonna say not weird, but I, I guess it's open to interpretation at the end with the wings sprouting out of her back. And, so anyway, yeah, yeah, I think I mean I think that was going more into the fact that she had mental problems herself, <laughs> and going into that aspect of it. That's right. And, folks, you can listen to Kimberly's review of The Black Swan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, name me three things that are done in movies by and large that, that were done in movies by and large that wouldn't fly on screen today. See, I'm a book reader. You can't ask me movie questions. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you one. I mean, uh, one, one I do know, I can say, is in Apocalypse Now, that's the last movie that they actually kill an animal in. And I'm quite happy that they don't do that anymore. But, uh, or like spaghetti westerns and make tripping the horses, stuff like that. Well, see, there you go. That that wouldn't fly in movies today. You can't, you cannot yeah. kill an animal just for the sake of we gotta get the movie done. Also, uh, old movies, everybody smokes. Uh, there's casual attitude towards bullying. These are things I would accept in villainizing nations. Uh, casual homophobia, rape is no big deal. Uh, those things did take place in lots of movies back in the day, so we kind of moved past that now. Along amongst other things, uh, what's up with the Disney princesses? Oh, I love them. Disney is my favorite. Cinderella, to be specific. <laughs> Why Cinderella? Because uh, I was a little blonde girl, and she was the blonde one that I liked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I guess uh, we, we will mark that as they are happy people, and, and they're doing great, the Disney princess, and Cinderella's your favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And one of these days, we'll incorporate uh, Kimberly as a Disney princess as well. Uh, Will Smith as the live-action genie, yay or nay? Uh, I say yay because I, again, like no one's going to be Robin Williams. Uh, and I feel like Will Smith has the ability to do genie in his own way enough to not try to be Robin Williams, which would have been a terrible route to go, I think. So <laughs> You are correct. <laughs> Karen Smith, Emma Frost, and Cinderella. Why? <laughs> uh, if you know me, you'll know that the blonde is real. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Zach, my boyfriend, will tell you that, too. I have way too many blonde moments. So I am Karen Smith. <laughs> I am the, it's like I've got ESPN or something. Uh, and then Emma Frost, just because I feel like 
she was always my favorite X-Men. I feel like she was kind of one that people don't know as much about because she isn't in, like, uh, as, I mean, if you're a super comic book nerd, you know who she is. But uh, Of course I do. And, like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I just always liked the whole diamond exterior thing a lot, too. And Cinderella, because she's my favorite Disney princess. <laughs> okay. And, and we have to, you know, give note that Ember Frost did flip from being heel, you know, if we, if we could use wrestling terminology here. Because back yes, in the she day, she was, mm-hmm. she was evil. Yes. And her choice of clothing probably she could stand some more, you know, fabric. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway, what I usually end up with here is uh, fantasy booking, but we're not going to go into that because that would take too long to, to, to draw out some long angle and storyline and whatnot. We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> However, I will ask because there is a series that I produce on Facebook and I will tell people right now that if you want to hear this answer, you're going to have to go to the Facebook if, if she actually provides one. Um, <laughs> but there's a series I produce on Facebook on the Women's Pro Network called Tales of the Creep. I'm sure the title alone will kind of uh, hint you to where this is going because it's seemingly every woman wrestler has some guy that is online that sends them some message that is just off the chain or ridiculous or what have you. And... As time passes, it seems to have become entertaining and funny uh, in a weird way. So, <laughs> Kimber, I'm going to ask you, what is your Tales of the Creep? Kimberly, I want to yeah. thank you for coming on the podcast with me. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome anytime. And if I ever get that zombie movie written, for whatever budget, I am calling you. <laughs> All right. The, the Sounds like a plan. As a zombie. So for anybody, uh, what's your Twitter handle? Just, just real quick. Uh, yes. My Twitter and my Instagram are the two social media things that I have that you can follow. And I they are both the same handle. It's at Kimber underscore Lee nine zero. Well, there you have it, folks. If you're going to hit her up, please don't hit up any weird stuff. Just, you know, follow and uh, watch her. Social media adventures. You can always find the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. Go to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, all one word, on Facebook. Or you can just hit WPNWrestling.com. It's the Nexus favorite thing that I got. So, just to wrap this thing on up, this is Mr. Green with Kimberly. And I want to thank her for coming on. But this is Mr. Green saying that. This is Mr. Green saying I will see you on the next go-round. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.